Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. These marriages are not perfect. But all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Take two. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life, the podcast about relationships, kids, marriage, Landon. Yeah. I'm Simon, the husband part of the title. You are... Laura. The... Wife. Part of the title. It's 10... It's nearly 11 now. Mm -hmm. It's nearly 11 a.m. on Friday, 23rd of February, 2024. Seven degrees outside. It's gone cold again. Do you think? Well, it went mild. It was in the like 14, 15 degrees. Was it? Oh, my gosh. The daffodils are out, which is beautiful. That's early, isn't it? Aren't they a spring thing? I wrote this in my diary today... I feel like I'm seeing spring for the first time because the last time I saw spring was 2004, is five. That, is that to do with the amount of rain we've had? I don't know how it works. I don't. The blossoms, you know them trees where they have all white on them? I don't know what kind of trees they are. I'm not very horticultural. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them around in London. The They're trees pretty. Where they... They're pretty, those blossom trees, yeah. Yeah, but I saw a woman a couple of weeks ago saying, these shouldn't be out this early, global warming. Oh, really? Everything's messed up. Oh, well, we know that. But beautiful. Yeah. And then I noticed, what are the little flowers you see? They're like little, they're either white or purple. You see them like, like daffodils on the side of the road. Yeah. They're not crocuses, know. are they? No, I don't know the name, but I know the ones you mean. They're, they're like in the middle of the grass. They look like daffodils, but they're purple yeah. and white. They've started growing, and then I've been seeing daffodils around. I think I said that I didn't think it had been as cold, but the um, the the rain has been non-stop. It's been, been crazy. I've not been able to pick up the dog poo because it's just mush. But it's nearly the end of February. I know. 
It's gone so quick. I said on the last podcast, I hate people who say this about mm. January, but it seems like two minutes ago since we recorded the last podcast and that was the end of January podcast. I know, it has gone quick. I wasn't going to be the one to say that. I know. I have to apologise for the gap in podcasts. It's down to me being poorly. Yes. I have been... Well, you rate it, the poorliness. Oh, uh, well... Whenever a man's poorly, it's oh, it's always worse, and it's it's so hard being a wife of a poorly man. But we've been together long enough now, and everybody knows who wears the pants in this relationship. That I feel guilty getting poorly. I hate getting poorly. Uh, I don't think you do. No, I do. And every day, this is how guilty I feel. I've not been to the doctors. I didn't go to the chemist when my throat was really bad at the beginning. When I should have gone to the chemist and got something stronger for it. Because we've got a. Cupboard full no, of stuff. No, but we don't. Yeah. And I, so I didn't take anything that I probably should have took for it. And therefore, I think it was drawn out, which is annoying for you, but it's even more annoying for the poorly one. But it's funny because I thought about if I got this, which I'm amazed I haven't, how different my reaction to it would be. We've not kissed for nearly a month. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And before that, we're even longer. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what it was. I thought it was COVID because my breathing was really bad. You know, like I, yeah. I was really, every time we walked anywhere, every time we did anything, I know I was getting angry whenever we went out anywhere because me breathe, I was really struggling mm -hmm. to breathe. thought it might have been flu because there was a lot of them symptoms, the yeah. fevers, the aching. Now I'm thinking, you're going to love this. I know what you're going to say. The 100 day cough. Oh, I knew this was coming. And I'll tell you for why, I've been hearing a lot about it. I am still coughing. I mean, last night, through the night, how many times did I wake you up coughing? Yeah, it's getting better though. Oh, the coughing's doing me nothing. I'm on the... <laughs> now that feels like a fake one. <laughs> I've been on the verge of that for ages. So I've done some reading. Uh, pertussis. Have you heard of this? You have heard of it, but you might not have heard that word. Pertussis. Where is it? Or the 100 day cough. Oh, it's the name of that. Okay. Or other names for whooping cough. Yeah. Now, whooping cough can be uncomfortable and last a long time. That's why it's called the 100 day cough. Yeah. After one, kids. after one to two weeks, the cold symptoms get better, but the cough gets worse. After two to six weeks, the cough begins to get better. So I think this is what I've got. Well, no, because you didn't really have a cold. The longer um, explanation of this was fluid symptoms. Right. So I thought that's where it might have been because I had all of that, didn't I? Really annoying. Yeah. It's, but, do you know what? The thing is, though, like whether it's COVID, whether it's flu, whether this time of year, so many people have stuff going on. We're going on tubes, you know, it's it's hard. There's no point sometimes putting a label on it. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just wish it's dragged on for so long. I wish I'd done something at the beginning and got something, took something just to get rid of it. But anyway, here we are. So apologies for the like, it's right on my throat now, you know, like I breathe in too fast, I want to cough. <coughs> I apologise. <laughs> but it's there, you know. So let's move on to London. Welcome to London. Eight quid for a coffee. Spending 50 quid every time you walk out the house. Black bogeys from the tube. Four-hour daily school runs. Idiots on bikes. Maniacs on scooters. Tossers in Teslas. Urban foxes. Bloody everywhere. And not a pot to piss in. Welcome to London. First thing, we went to see Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Rahalustaper! As they all shout in it, the nerds. What is it they shout? Because I... It's the initials, Rahalustaper. Like we have Hostel. Yeah. He has Rahula, yeah. Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Poster. So every time he says Rahula, Rahula Stupa, 
everyone shouts it back like crackerjack. Oh my god, I found that so annoying. I knew before we even went to Richard Herring that you were going to come out saying certain things were annoying about it because you need to be into him. You need to have listened to loads of him. Yeah. And when I you have, first hear it, you're like, oh, bollocks this. I have listened to, to some of his podcasts. And it's one of one of my things when people become too familiar with, like... Well, I tried to tell you this when we went in. Yeah. Because I've listened to that many. He interacts with the audience and he knows them by name. He knows them by name, yeah. And that's because they're all regulars. And he directly looks at you like a couple of times did you notice he i noticed him looking at you yeah no no but he did didn't he like <laughs> i did th- there was a couple of, and i was just like and we were in the front row which i totally forgotten about which i didn't know about <laughs> now here's the thing we almost didn't go because i was poorly and i was poorly poorly at that yeah. point i didn't want to go we weren't going were we that day when they announced the guests which we'll mention in a minute that made me want to go even less yeah right because he has some great... He's had uh, Richard E. Grant on. He's had Bob Mortimer on. He's had Vic Reeves on. Yeah. He's had people I love on there, yeah. right? Most of the time, I don't mind who he has on when I'm listening to him as podcast, yeah. but do I want to pay to go and see him? Yeah, and we'd already had the tickets. We didn't know who the guests were going to be. And like you said, there weren't people we were particularly bothered about. Right. So... So I didn't want to go. Yeah. We had to leave the house at about six o'clock. Yeah. About half past five, we'd been bickering about, well, sell the tickets, give them away, give them to your cousin, whatever. At the last minute, I kind of thought you paid about 30 quid a ticket here, 60 quid. I'm not just writing that off. We're going to go. Yeah. This is half an hour before we had to leave the house. Mm -hmm. Off you disappeared upstairs. I'll let you tell the story from here. Oh, (laughs) I was thinking, what? What did I do? Oh, goodness. Well, I've wanted to cut my fringe for a while. We know that I... um, (laughs) Alarm bells ringing already. We know that I went for a little bit of red in my hair. Yeah. Yeah, normally, normally I I do it a little bit at a time because... Always to be advised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the first thing to be advised is don't cut your own fringe. No, but I've been doing it on and off for a while since COVID. You are good at it. Yeah, and I cut the kids' hair and... This is another reason we couldn't do the video aspect to this podcast (laughs) any sooner than now. I can't believe we're still doing it yet. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, it's nice though, because it's like a flashback to the COVID graphs, your fringe, seeing it go up and down. (laughs) It's not even the jagginess that I'm bothered about. It's the fact that for some reason I just did that thing where you go like that with your fingers. You know when you what hairdressers do scissors with your fingers, and then just did a chop. And normally I don't do that. Normally I get the comb, little bit, little bit, little bit. Then I think, oh yeah, I can take a little bit more. I must have taken about two inches off in one go, and I was already halfway across. And I knew, I knew, but I can't stop halfway across. No, no, no. You didn't hear me scream. I didn't react. I just, I was stunned. I just looked at myself. There was a moment. Yeah. Because Betsy went, Daddy, Mummy needs you. Daddy. I'm just sitting downstairs, like trying to will myself to go out. And I thought, oh, she's bloody broke something of mine. The tone of your voice and the shocking Betsy's voice, I thought, this is something that's going to directly impact me. And the next thing, you're coming downstairs and you said, what have, I, what have you done? And then I showed you my hair. Well, because here's, as you come downstairs, we've got uh, the staircases in the living room. I can see your mm. feet first. So it's like a slow reveal. Now, I, but at this point, I still have no idea because you've not said what it is. So you come down. So I'm waiting for you to, as your legs appear, fine. Your hands appear. You're not holding anything of mine, broken in pieces. <laughs> fine. What could it possibly be? Oh, my then goodness. your head appears. Oh, and at that point, it was freshly dried, so it was quite fluffy still, so it yeah. was even shorter. Oh, my goodness. 
I sent a picture to Honey. She was like, "You can't go out. You're, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pin it back." Well, then you then you pinned it back, and I'm like, no. "Nope," because so, you look like Dave Hill out of Slade. Reference for the kids: Google what his Dave Hill out of Slade is. The one I think he plays the bass in Slade. He's got a fringe. It's about where my hairline is. Oh, I just, you know, like, and we very rarely go out, and and I, and then like to find out we're in the front row, and I've got this dodgy fringe, and oh, but anyway, at a comedian's gig, oh, and I was waiting for it. I was waiting for something about my fringe, you know, like I was thinking, I'm just gonna have to own it. Well, I'll say this about it, right? What you see in London, ten minutes down the road, you get to Hackney, yeah, and places like that. You see the they used to be called hipsters. They're really trendy types. Yeah. And there's a lot of girls who go for this fringe that looks like it's been cut by your mum in a rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, I mean, they can be even higher, but somewhere between the eyebrows and the scalp. So, like, about there. Yeah, the really short fringe. It's really off-putting to look I at. I don't like the really short fringe. But it, you see it on trendy girls. Yeah, or they're, like, the sh- very straight and then the step down and a bit more. Yeah. That's a weird one as well. If you got, if you want to be anywhere with a dodgy fringe, it's London because you can pass it off as being an expensive haircut, yeah, I Yeah, normally, because normally I have mine quite long. Like, people say mine's a bit like Claudia's, although I say You Claud- get compared Claudia's to Claudia's. Like well, mine, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, you know. yeah. Anyway, I've got to be honest. The first look, it looked like Darth Vader's helmet. I don't know how to describe it. It, yeah. it was very disconcerting because your fringe is amazing, by the way. I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm the biggest fan of the fringe. Cool. You've got a terrible forehead, but <laughs> great fringe. By the time we went out, yeah, I was over it. It stopped freaking me out. Okay. So on to the gig. Now, this is who we had on that night. It's Richard Herring, the comedian. And I've been looking forward to it because I've listened to his podcast for yeah. 10, 10 and we years loved, longer. We, as we mentioned previously, when we went to see... Great theatre. Ricky. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, we, we love Leicester Square Theatre. So we've got Rosie Jones and Ed Gamble. Yeah. Now, both big names now. Mm-hmm. So it's a big name night. Yeah, yeah. Ed Gamble, of course, he's, he does the off-menu podcast with James A. Caster. He does Traitors Uncloaked, yeah. Straight After Traitors. So we've been seeing a bit of him. I've got to be honest... I like him, but... I like him, but, but he's not... He's not one of my favourite comedians. He's not yeah. somebody who's stand-up show. I'd be buying tickets to go. And it's no offence because he seems like a lovely guy yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, Rosie Jones. Now, she's very controversial because she's got... Is it cerebral palsy yeah. she's got? Yeah. And she's everywhere at the minute. She jokes about this a lot. She's all over the place. The BBC lover. Yeah, she's doing a tour at the minute called Triple Threat because yeah. she's got cerebral palsy. So she's part of the disabled group. She's also gay, which I didn't know. Yeah. So she's part of that group so she's you know and then and then she said she's a c-u-n-t so yeah that, that was her now, words not mine it was a great interview that because i don't think she's somebody we've been bothered about i've had people actually said to me i just don't think she's funny well the thing is we've always seen her on panel shows yeah and she was on the big fat quiz this christmas yeah and i think the thing is when you're on a panel show you don't necessarily get to see the real comedian, yeah. because obviously you're competing with other people. And because of her cerebral palsy, sometimes, you know, other people get in with their jokes before yeah. her. And I think, so sometimes she gets a little bit left behind in that way. Well, comedy is a fast game. Yeah, yeah. And she was on the Royal Variety performance. Mm-hmm. She came out and did uh, five minutes on that. Anyway, I'm not going to say this interview changed my opinion on her, because I didn't have a bad opinion yeah, on her. Yeah, yeah, She gets so much stick, by the way. Yeah. 
she trends. Every time she's on anything, she trends for the wrong reason. Yeah. Right? So it didn't change my opinion on her, Mm -hmm. but it made me love her a whole lot more. She was so funny. Oh, my God. Laugh out loud yeah, funny. Yeah, she was really funny. I don't know why we're saying it like It's not a surprise because she's a comedian, but she was funnier in person than I've ever seen her on the television. But like we had said, we wouldn't have gone to see her. She's just not one of the comedians, you know, that was our cup of tea. But I actually, my, my dad said, well, would you pay to go and see her? And I, I possibly would. I yeah, possibly would. I think I would She now. was that funny and she's really interesting. She's really clever. Like the... the the books that she's written. Didn't and, even know about the books. No, and such great books. You know, she's writing them. She's, you know, she said, imagine growing up with cerebral palsy, being a teenager, cerebral palsy, fancying girls. You know, she said, like, life was tough. No, there was no books that were written, you know, about someone like her. Yeah, well, we both came away saying we wanted Betsy Pearl to read yeah. her books because she's writing about an 11-year-old girl. So anyway, I thought both of them were great. Great night out. Yeah, really good, really good. What else have we done? We went to see Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Yeah, it's a Sheffield. Well, it's based in Sheffield, isn't it? Yeah, well, and it's based on a true story. True story, it's on a, about a guy called Jamie. Um, and Wants to be a drag queen, no spoilers. I think everybody yeah, knows the story. And it's, it's been around for quite a while now. This is not a new, new musical. Did they make it into a film? It was a film, right? It's had what's her name in Sarah yeah, Lancashire. It's been made into a film. There is a documentary on him as yeah. well. Um, it is a really interesting story. It's, but I've known these songs from this musical because Betsy's done a few, yeah, like uh, exams and stuff using some of the, the songs. I think they're great songs. It's one of those musicals that's been written for the supposedly working class people in mind. You know, like. We've talked about this yeah. before, how musicals can be a bit pretentious and stuff like that. So that was the idea of this, the songs in this musical. And I think it does have that feel. And I, a bit like Blood Brothers, you know, it's got more relaxed feel about I it. I think the word you're looking for is Northern. No. Well, both of them you're talking about. They, well, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. But that's not, that. genuinely, that's not what I think. It's not. Well, but, it's, it's Northern though. No, it is both Northern. northern. But, you're, but that's you trying to make me say that I'm putting... That you, down you and said I'm not. working class. No, that's what the writer has said. He wrote it with working class. I mean, it wouldn't have worked with your Hampshire accent. Imagine that. Jamie, wouldn't it be a drag queen? It wouldn't work, would it? I mean, come on. Some of the accents were like not. The accents weren't. They were all right. Look after your sin. Your sin. When they try to do the Yorkshire too much. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't mind it. I thought it, it was, was good. Great. It was great. and Emotional. Yes. I'm terrified about because there's a lot of it. The second half are done in a very high pair of heels. What are they called? This the platform heels, yeah. but also stiletto. I don't oh, know what the goodness. name is for them, but it's like yeah, a seven-inch spike on the back and then a big chunk on the front. And they were like doing half some a loaf kicks of bread. and all sorts. I know. No, really great. Um, lovely theatre, and we went to the stage door on the way out because Betsy wanted to. And it's, I hate it's, doing that. I know you do. That gives me the ick. That gives you the ick. It's something I used to do as a kid and it was one where you have to walk past it and there was, I don't know, 20 people there. So we did that. Betsy got to meet Jamie. So she was all happy. All right, let's move on to, very quickly, the kids. Are you sitting comfortably? It's time to check in on the children. A triangulated formation to bleed us dry. It was Leo's 21st last week. On Saturday. Mm -hmm. So what is it now? Friday, so just under a week ago. Greg alert. Greg had messaged me and said 
he thinks those kinds of birthdays are bigger deals for parents. I had quite a few messages from people actually who I didn't expect to get messages from who were, I think almost, they felt that emotion for us because it, I think it is a big deal as a parent. I think the 21st, I, I mean, leading up to it, I felt upset for a couple of weeks leading up to it. It's it's a hard thing to get your head around because I feel like that's it. That's the last big one. Yeah. And I know you have your 18th and everything, but I think the 21st feels like that's, you know, that's coming. If they go to uni, that's the end of uni. That's when their adult life really starts, I think. And you found it difficult on the actual day, I think. Even, I think the entire time since we've been back in London, I've watched you struggle with how Leo and Honey are now. I mean, Honey less so, but still in this ballpark of becoming adults and, be, and pulling away from us. Mm. Not pulling away in a negative way or anything like that, but it's mm-hmm. just what they do. And, of course, we've witnessed this as ki- we can talk about it as what we did with our parents, and you, and you don't think, oh, it's just a thing, isn't it? But when you're the parent, and especially the mum, mums will struggle with this mm. a lot more. There's an advert, isn't there? There's actually an... NS- yeah, the NSPCC one, yeah. Which genuinely I relate to, where it's it's like it's, it's counselling for parents going through this. So... I know a lot of people listen to this podcast who've got kids because they listened when we were talking, taking Leo to uni a few years ago. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And it's something that's coming for all year. And I said it to Greg. Uh, because his kids are younger than ours, mm. and I was saying, you know, like you don't you don't realize when they're that age that this day's coming. Yeah, you notice it when they don't live with you anymore. When they're in the house, they're ignoring you. They're in the bedroom. They're playing with the mates. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're still there. You're still feeding them three times a day. Yeah. You you are still having to go around and clean all the shit up, <laughs> right? You're still having to do all that stuff. They're still annoying you. But they're here. Yeah, they still need you. When they're not here, you don't think about them any less, but they don't call you, they don't stay in touch, they don't do any of that, right? Yeah, I think perhaps girls less so, because Honey messages me every day. She calls probably three, four times a week. So she actually does. She, I think, I think girls tend to talk to their mums a bit more. Boys kind of step away, because what's a, there's a saying, isn't there? Is it something about, you know, girls they look for your life, but boys... I are uh, your it's sons. It's a catchy saying so Sorry, far. Sorry, but I can't remember it. But boys are your sons until they meet a wife. You know, it's that kind oh, of... Oh, I mean, that almost rhymes now. So we're getting towards the so saying. Basically, what it's saying is your daughters will always be your daughters. They'll yeah. always come back to you. Whereas sons, once they've 
got their new life. That, a woman. Yeah. Then that becomes their life, which is kind of true in a lot of ways. Yeah. But Leo's not the best anyway at no. communication. Oh, gosh, he's the worst. But it's so hard as the husband, as the dad. Yeah. Because you see it from a slightly different perspective. I see you, and like a couple of weeks, you were talking about what to do for his 21st. Not not that you've only just started talking about it. But in earnest, you're talking about things like, let's book a holiday somewhere. Let's do this. And I, I'm sort of trying to gently say to you, because I know that it'll come back on me if I say the wrong thing. But I'm trying to sort of gently say to you, he doesn't want to do this stuff anymore. Uh, Don't take di- it. But that's not true because we, me and him had had, the, had a discussion about doing stuff like this and he actually was really up for it. But I think you think that I don't realise that he... I'm actually quite cool with him not wanting to do stuff with us. I get that side of yeah, it. Yeah, but since we've been back, I learned very early on with Leo that you can't rely on him to turn up. Right. Yeah. Well, he was meant to be arriving this weekend, and I don't think he's coming. No. Tomorrow he's supposed to be coming. He's not cancelled his work day tomorrow, so he's not going to come. No. Right. If he does, great. But I don't think he's going to come. Mm-hmm. And he's done this now probably over ten times since September. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably part of it because, as we know, I've struggled moving back anyway. Yeah. I've I've found it really hard to settle, and I think one of the perks of coming back for me was that I wasn't going to be in another country to Leo and Honey because, you know, it was really difficult for me being away from Leo. Well, for both of us, living away from Leo, being in another country. So I thought we'll see a lot more of him. And actually, I feel like we've seen less because when when we lived in Dubai, he had to come for a week or two at a time. So we still saw him for those chunks. Whereas now... Well, it's it's even felt like when he's here, his head's not here. Yeah, and, you know, he's in his final year, but... After the first couple of times it happened, and it happened coming up to my birthday, and I'm like, don't don't make him promise he's going to come back for my birthday. And he promised he was coming back for my birthday. And I'm like, he's, he'd done it a couple of times by then. I'm like, look, I'm not building my hopes up. Yeah. So I got, I think my skin grew thicker earlier than yours. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, this weekend, I'm like, I'm not buying tickets for anything. I'm not planning anything. No, and I, I didn't get my hopes up about this weekend. I... If anything, I just want to know yes or no if you're coming because yeah. we can't plan around what we we're doing. Yeah. You know, and and I also, but it's sad. also Betsy, because Betsy gets so excited. Yeah. But it's sad because it's his twenty first. Yeah. And now whatever we do, it's not gonna be his twenty first. Yeah. So if he comes this weekend, it's not his twenty first. Mm-hmm. If we go to for a weekend away somewhere in the summer, it's not his twenty first. So I feel like we've missed his 21st. Yeah, you know, and it was emotional for us both writing his card. And then I guess on the actual day, we, I don't know. You, you never, like you say, you're never going to do that again. You're never no. going to get his 21st back. No. So it's. And that, and now I don't think we'll ever do a birthday, you know, like. In the same way, yeah. In the same way. Well, you never, like I said that, I think I said it to him. I wish he was, I wish it was his 10th birthday mm. because does the, ex- he's excited. He may be, he's definitely not excited to do anything with us. He was, he might have been excited to be doing whatever he was doing with his girlfriend, whatever. But I don't know, it's just really difficult to watch you go through that. Mm. You know, because at the same time that was happening, there was a very similar thing happening with Honey with regards to something that you guys were going to do together. So I had to watch you go through that happening as well. And it was a bit like, it's so hard as your partner to see that disappointment in you and see you hurting like that Mm. because you can't it's not fair to say to the kids 
hey, think about everything she's done for you. Come on, it's not a big... No, no, that's yeah, what I'm saying. No, no, it's no, not no, fair. <laughs> no, it's... But as your partner, obviously uh, anything that hurts you hurts me. I think we I said, mentioned a while ago when I talked to your Auntie Stella that you as mums, everything you do is about your kids. And I'm not saying that it's not for you. I, I just think it's a, mums have a different emotional attachment to children and in a different way. And I feel like we don't stop. You know, we, no. we're constantly like, what homework have you got to do? What food have you eaten today? What, how much have you, have you had to drink? You know, it's constant. And that doesn't stop just because they're not here. I find some that I'm battling with having to sometimes, you know, they need my attention, but also I need their attention. See, they don't get that. Yeah. They don't understand. It's all one way traffic. And this is not nothing to do with our kids being selfish or anything like that. I think it's all kids. When they're at this age, it's one way traffic. You are a bit player in their story, mm. right? And so they're calling you up to tell you everything they're doing. But they're not concerned with how you're feeling, how you're getting on, what you're yeah. doing. You're not you're not a real human to them. You, you know, like in that way, you don't exist in that way. Mm. And I know it because I've, I've got parents, you know, it's just what happens, isn't it? Hopefully, what happened to me is it took me till getting to me early to mid-twenties. That's when I, I've talked about this before. That's when the big realisation was of everything they've done for me and all mm. of that. And that's how I used to make an effort on my birthday every year, wherever I was. I'd go and see my mum. Didn't matter who I was in a relationship with, where I was living, whatever. I made the effort to go and spend the day with my mum. Go and have a meal, go to town, let her buy me something, go to cinema, mm. whatever. I always felt really nice. And I missed doing that because it just felt like a nice thing. Yeah. I don't know when or if it's going to happen. I feel like you deserve that. It's just really hard, isn't it, at this point? Yeah, it is. It's it. you. You're not prepared. It's not fair that they only come when they need you. I know that's nice for you in a way. Mm. So why didn't Honey has a bit of heartbreak, you're there. Yeah, yeah. When I... when Leo's going through anything stressful, you're there. But it's not fair that you don't get to have the normal time. Because when they're living here, of course, even when they're teenagers and it's weird and it's the grumpy and stuff, they're there for it all. You'll sit and watch telly together. You'll go to places together. You'll, you'll go for meals together, things like that. Mm. So that normal time's gone. So it's almost like only extremes now, isn't it? You only you only get them when yeah. Yeah. when they're going through something shitty. When Honey was really poorly in the last episode, of course, which brilliant, we'll always be there for. When she's going through stuff with boys, when college is going bad, same with Leo. Yeah. God, yeah. that got heavier than I thought. <laughs> I literally thought we were just going to say, well, Leo's twenty first in the yeah. kids section. Well, no, but it, it's worth talking about because I think a lot of people go through it, and a lot of people don't know it's coming. So. I tell you what, let's leave this one here. Let's just do a couple of reviews okay. at the end okay. and um, we'll wrap this one up okay. so it's not dragging on for an hour. Well, okay, if we're going to talk about reviews, this is pretty much related to the discussion we've just had. We we watched All of Us Strangers with Paul Mescal and... Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. For me, film of the year. For you, it's not. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's a very moving film. It's a very emotional film. It makes you think about a lot of things, even though you might not be in their situations at all. Yeah. Look, I want to say this at the beginning of this. Spoiler alert. So if you've not seen this, and if you've not seen One Day, which we're going to talk about in a little while, spoiler alert, because I want to talk about them. Okay. Yeah? So switch off here. So all of us strangers. Yeah. Right, you've had your spoiler alert. 
It's about a man whose parents died when he was young, yeah. A boy. Yeah. They both died in a car crash at the same time. He is living a kind of a solitary life. It's very strange, ethereal. He's living in this block of flats that nobody else lives in. Yeah. Apart from that's Andrew Scott, apart from Paul Meskel, mm. who he knocks on his door one night and they They connect. They connect. Yeah. Doesn't happen that night. Yeah. Then things get really strange. I, I wouldn't know what genre to put it in this film. Well, I, to me, it felt like watching a play. It felt like what, yeah. we were watching a play. It it was so well acted by... I mean, there was Everyone really was four, main, four main... Claire Foy, yeah. the Queen, Jamie Bell, the Jamie ballet dancer. Jamie Bell, as well, he deserves a mention. He was brilliant. Was... He's Some about Jamie Bell, because I never saw the Billy Elliot film. Yeah. But I've seen him in a lot of things since. He was in that one, Actresses Don't Die in Liverpool, with uh, Annette Benning, I think it was. Okay. The true story about that old uh, Hollywood actress. Yes, and... yes, yeah. He's great in everything I've seen him in. Yeah, there's a scene between Jamie Bell and Andrew Scott with playing dad and son, and it was probably the best scene in, in the film. But it was so, so... Like, the emotions that they both brought out looked real you know like yeah they, they, they were so raw and just just the whole way through and i think the way i was feeling at the point where we watched it i had all those emotions about leo and his 21st and there was scenes with claire foy that playing the mum and him and things that she was saying you know like i hope i've been a good mum yeah. you know like so it see knowing how this would be affecting you kind of spoiled the film for me i, really, I was on yeah yeah, because I was on tenterhooks because I knew it was going to really upset you. I know what your triggers are. Yeah. So even when you're in a good place well, with the kids. But the thing I, is, it was a film I really wanted to see because I we both love Paul Mescal. Yeah. You loved him in um, After Sun. We both loved that film, but yeah. so the way After Sun affected you, you couldn't. You've said you can't watch that film again because it affected you so much. Oh, amazing. And I, I think that's the way this film affected me. I don't know if I can watch All of Our Strangers again, even though it's. I think my yeah, favourite film I think I might be, There's a bit of me that wants to watch it again because it's, it leaves so many questions. So many questions, but and we both read up about it, but it's not questions in a way of they've done it wrong. It's questions in the way of you take from it what you want to take from it. And it's it's clever. It's heartbreaking. It is it's a really, yeah, it's a sad film and it's... Uh, but really thought-provoking, I think. But it's We've not actually given away that many spoilers yet. So what I would say is, you know... If you've not seen it, see it. Yeah, it's. I'm gutted. I'm gutted that they've not been up for more nominations for Oscars and BAFTAs. Like Andrew Scott, even though Paul Mescal is one of my favourite actors, Andrew Scott deserved best actor. I feel his. like Andrew Scott acts him off the screen in this. Yeah, he. I and mean, I, again, I love him. He had he had the better role, but Andrew Scott was brilliant, brilliant. So that's all of a strangers. Uh, sticking with a romantic, mm -hmm. tragic theme. Yeah, is one day. Now. Yeah. This is everywhere at the minute, so if you've not seen it, again, spoiler alert, because I need to talk about it. It's, it's, I don't know why, it's on my Instagram, like, just, I keep getting ads for it. I had Zoe Ball on this morning driving Betsy Pearl to school, and it was the Friends Round Friday one. They had Josh Widdicombe, Michael McIntyre, Keely Hawes, and they talked about it on that. Right. And about how massive it is. Yeah. And they were going on about the book. I, I totally missed the book back in the day because it sounds like the kind of thing I'd have read. So it was huge back then. It was a film with... Uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. 
Well, actually, I actually quite like Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. And I've watched trailers for it since, and it looks like really good. It looks like they've copied quite a bit of yeah, it. Yeah, well, they've said that this is better than the film, though. It's a book about a posh boy and a girl who's not posh. A northern girl, obviously, that's the dividing line. <laughs> posh southerner, working-class northerner, who meet on the last day of university on St. Swithin's Day in Edinburgh. Uh, that's sort of final ball thing. Spend the night together. And then it's about that day every year. For 22 years? Something like that, yeah. for the next 20 years or so. And how their relationships intertwine as they come and go, have different yeah. jobs, have different boyfriends, things like that, girlfriends, are at different stages in their life. Yeah. How they need each other. We watched nine episodes in one sitting. Yeah. There's, I think it's 14 episodes. Yeah. We watched nine in one sitting. And I'm like, Ugh. first of all, it's all a bit obvious. Yeah. Well, it and took us about maybe five episodes to get into it, really. Almost switched it off. Yeah. Yeah. I think after the first one, you weren't that bothered about moving on. Yeah. So I, and I'm like, no, no, there's not this many people talking about it for nothing. Yeah. So stuck with it. Watched nine episodes in the first night. Even at that point, I'm mm -hmm. like, it's really obvious. Yeah. But let's just, and I said to you at that point, I don't want them to get together. Yeah. Because I think he's a bit of a shit, the entire film, the entire book premise yeah. whatever i don't like him yeah i don't know if it's the actor but i'm like yeah. i just i just don't like the guy i know he's going through his things and everything well it's funny because i don't know i know but i love her as an actress i thought i think he's a good actor i don't know if they were the right casting i genuinely don't think they were the right casting for it i think it's not until probably the penultimate episode mm. when big stuff starts happening then they're together and it seems like it's perfect she's a writer he's got his own cafe it's almost and i'm like oh god this is too sickly sweet and then she gets killed yeah how are they wrapping this up then yeah and then that and the last episode i thought were brilliant yes because again i think the best scenes were the ones between him and his dad i tell you i thought was great in it was the kid who played the stand-up comedian it's true. He, he was her first proper boyfriend. She ended up living with him. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think they were married, were they? They weren't married. No. But he was a real pathetic character. Mm. And the way he came back towards the end and what he said yeah. was really moving. Yeah. And I thought he played a great part. He did. He did. I, yeah. I, I thought it was good. I didn't love it. I don't, I can't quite understand why there's this big hype around it. Like, oh, well, I think it's because of that ending. I think them last two episodes. Yeah, they, they were good. They were good. I, I heard people compare it to normal people, which was Paul Mescal as well. I don't, I think normal people was another level compared to right, that. I'm going to watch that with you because I know you want to watch it again anyway. I, I was dying at the time, so oh, I didn't yes. get to watch it. it yeah, normal I got to hear it. Normal people is very rude. Well, I don't know because you watched that and Bridgerton whilst I was dying of COVID. <laughs> and so all I remember in these fevered nights, well, this is in the post-hospital, so I'd come out of ICU and everything. And then I was bedridden for two, two, three months after. But I had this really bad fever. Yeah. And all I remember is thinking, she's watching a lot of porn while I'm this poorly. Oh, my God. Because all I could hear was sex noises the entire time. And you said it was, what's it called? Normal People yeah. and Bridgerton. Well, and I'm like, what are these programmes? Because it's just non-stop yeah, normal, normal people like to keep turning down because it was it did feel a bit like that at times. A bit too much of that, if I'm honest. But but I, I think I'm a sucker for brilliant acting and that both 
the leads in that were brilliant. That... You sound a bit like them, you know, like the fellas who say they read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> no, I actually felt uncomfortable with some of those scenes. And this didn't have that, um, which I'm, I'm pleased about, that there wasn't, you know, because there was moments where they could have had really graphic sex scenes, but they didn't have that. It was more about the story behind it. So I'm pleased they didn't do that. I don't know. It just, it was good. I don't know if it's as good as the hype. I think they whip the rug out from under. If you stay with it, it's worth it. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Because when they whip the rug out from under your feet, it's a punch to the stomach. You can kind of see it coming, but yeah. it's a punch to the stomach. Yeah. That last episode is so well done, so emotional. They bring all these people back and it's so emotional. It's it's brilliantly done. And the end in Edinburgh, where it comes full circle at the end, when they yeah. on the uh, Arthur's seat, I think this is the thing with After Sun, with all of us strangers, with this uh, one day is because it's got that human element and that loss. Yeah. It leaves you asking so many questions. Yeah. And comparing so many things to your real life. Yeah. Yeah. True. It wasn't their relationship for me that made me fall in love with it. It was that thing of the realistic element of these things that happen in life like that, the losses, the questions you're left with, the never being able to say the things you should say, mm. you know, all of them sort of things. I think it's worth watching. Oh, it is definitely worth a watch. But it takes a long while to get there. So we'll leave this one here. Mm-hmm. So quite serious. This one went a bit, yeah, a bit emotional. bit emotional. But that's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. Especially with me, with me 100-day whooping cough. Stroke, COVID, stroke, hooping, flu. Hooping cough. Hooping cough. Yes. It's <laughs> hard to say with this as well. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. Bye. The end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.